0: Welcome to She's Ambitious AF, the bold and empowering podcast that turns up the volume on female entrepreneurship. Join us as we dive headfirst into the wild world of Boss Babes, where we spill the tea on all things ambition, success, and the occasional hilarious disaster. Isabel Bart is the founder of Impact Innovator and is passionate about empowering individuals of all backgrounds to create innovative and impactful enterprises. She coaches entrepreneurs to become the best holistic leader they can be in all areas of their life. She speaks on entrepreneurial mindset, abundance, and doing business for good. As a cancer survivor, she knows that the toughest moments in life can turn into blessings to reinvent our future. Welcome, Isabel.
1: Thank you, Angelica, for having me.
0: Yes, of course. I'm, I'm really excited. As we were just chatting earlier. The whole reason I created She's Ambitious AF is to create a community of women who can support each other and supporting each other is done by sharing your own personal stories, your challenges, and also celebrating our wins together. So I was really delighted to have you on to speak about how important it is to empower other female founders and how what your experience has been on that journey.
1: Yes, I can definitely share a lot of stories and and uh, and happy endings about that.
0: <laughs> well, let's dive right in. One um, is, you know, why why is that important to you to empower other female founders?
1: Well, as um, you know, I grew up um, in a different country, as you can probably tell, uh, in France, and um, I've been here in the United States for over twenty years. Um, I grew up in a very traditional system, you know, where um, most people go get a job, maybe work in the same company until retirement, and, um, and, and which is completely fine. Um, but I, for many, many years, since a very young age, I've always had that sense, um, that, that intuition inside of me that I did not belong where I was. Um, and I think I struggled with that feeling for, for a very long time. Um, I've always find myself to be very creative or think bringing a lot of ideas that were very different from what most people would do or, or say. But I did not have anybody maybe more entrepreneurial in my circle uh, of family, friends or relatives. So I think it took me a, again, a long time, maybe until about 12 years ago or so to realize that. Um, I really wanted to empower individuals who are taking that, that different step or feeling like you know they want to build something on their own and they have something unique to contribute to our world and do my best to work with individuals like them, especially female founders who I think are so great at finding innovative solutions to problems um, every day in their lives. And actually, taking that approach to really um, to look at the world differently and look at human beings as citizens of the world and having some stake in in building our future, and for some reason that really intrigued me, and and that's what I do today, um, especially helping founders with an idea that could solve some of the bigger problems we experience in the world related to social impact or environmental impact, for example. Um and since I found myself in this in this domain, I um uh, I actually enjoy so much what I do, I don't really differentiate my work or my personal life because um I think when you leave your mission every day in the world, it really there is no line. I think it's it's a wonderful place to be in. But that's a little bit the story about how um I ended up, you know, maybe in, in the right place now, which is working with entrepreneurs mostly.
0: What have, what have you found to be the most challenging of working with founders? I think
1: a lot of times founders are so driven um, and can be attached to their ideas. So early on, I think it's important when I work with them to show that, right? while we consider failure or when they have to pivot, maybe give up on some idea and build something different. It's, it's really not considered a failure, right? It's, mm-hmm. um, but I think human psychology makes us think otherwise. So that's one thing that can be challenging. And then also, um, making sure that they truly take care of themselves as human beings holistically, right? Because building a business is wonderful. But I think to get full alignment, you also want to make sure you, you know, you're at least cognizant of the other areas of your life, whether it's your personal life, you know, relationships, health. So that's also important to me when I work with founders is to really make sure that they think about their life as a whole. Um, and, you know, and another point that maybe something more of a, of a very specific, but I also tell a lot of founders when they spend so much time and effort in raising capital, maybe in some of the early stages of their businesses, that unfortunately, money doesn't solve all your problems. So that's one thing that I think is important. Some founders spend so much time trying to raise capital and then they get there and they think that once the money is in the bank, mm-hmm. you know, everything is, it's going to be good. And unfortunately, it's just, you know, the beginning of a new journey because money comes with potential problems, as we know, whether it's hiring people, getting a, you know, bigger staff. And when you get to that stage, um, the problems may look very different. Uh, But those are um, examples of what I've seen can be big challenges for founders.
0: Do you see any differences between the female and the the male founders when it comes to those challenges?
1: Yes, I think in general, um, and don't want to stereotype too much, but I think women have um, a more natural disposition for resilience. Also for self-awareness, which I think is really critical when you look at successful founders, meaning that it's very important to be aware of your strengths and weaknesses. And I think many women tend to be more vulnerable and maybe recognize their strengths, but their weaknesses as well. And maybe then will leverage their strengths a little bit better. Um, I think, however women also tend to fall into imposter syndrome maybe faster than men will do. so and lose self-confidence when they face something that seems like a failure or something that doesn't work out. So um, I think sometimes that's a difference. Um, I think in you know, managing teams, for example, there's I think also a lot of differences where, um, you know, f- female founders maybe, maybe a little bit more nurturing. And yet it depends still because, um, you know, the ability to balance masculine and feminine energy, I think, is critical for both men and women. Um, But there are, I think, some differences that are uh, sometimes more obvious, I would say, than others just by gender.
0: Hmm. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. And earlier we were talking about the the trait of resiliency in women and It's one of those natural things. Um, So I think more women are better equipped to to be entrepreneurs than they would believe. Um, It is a scary thing to jump into, but I I don't think a lot of women recognize how resilient they already are.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I completely agree. I think, um, you know, many women yet juggle a lot of different things in life. And um, can be really good at multitasking and actually solving a lot of complex problems so I agree with you that I think a lot of women um, are great entrepreneurs and founders
0: have you have you seen a difference between um wanting to accept mentorship do you think that both men and women founders see the value in that because that's you know been a huge form of empowerment for me and in my career. I'm just curious if there's a difference between the two.
1: That's a very good question. Again, I think in general, women tend to receive mentorship maybe a little bit more uh, openly. Um, And, and, and I must admit that in the, in the short list of what we may call uncoachable founders, there will be a lot more men than women. And um, what I mean by that, right, is I've worked with uh, founders in the past, um, where it seems like, it, you know, I've, <laughs> I've attempted pretty much every, uh, you know, every tactic or, um, uh, to share, uh, perspectives in m- many different angles, but they seem to be really stuck about what they, they see in that company or what they want to do. And, um, you know, we, we tend to label founders like that uncoachable. Um, and I, and it's true that um, also there are a lot more male founders and female founders potentially out there, but I've rarely worked with uncoachable female founders, to be honest. Oh, that's
0: uh, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd, I'd love to get your take on the value of, of building support networks. So you provide coaching. Some people will go and, you know, formally enter a, a coaching relationship or mentoring relationship, but it goes beyond that to have support networks. Um, how have you built built up your support network over time?
1: Yes, that's, uh, I like this question. I think support networks are are very cri- critical for success as well. Um, I think one of the first step to take is to go ask for a lot of, for advice, right? to a lot of people in your network, whether they are very close in your network or not. Um, but actually the way I got my main opportunity to really evolve and, and now work in this impact entrepreneurship space is by a connection that I met on Zoom to ask for his advice about a career move. So mm-hmm. I never thought it would lead to, uh, to a wonderful job in leading um, an impact incubator two years ago. Um, so I would say my one of my biggest advice to to founders or or maybe wanna be founders is really um you know reach out to people um and quite you know go for you know diversity of you know who these people may be, and just ask them for some advice at first, maybe if you're not sure where to go. And you will be amazed by how many ideas or connections people may have for you and how much they really want to help. Um, and it doesn't have to be an extremely formal conversation or formal ask. Um, so that that's the first step. And then I think also, obviously, like, like everyone, we don't always know what we don't know. So that's where it gets tricky as an entrepreneur is sometimes you just don't even know what may be out there, what resources exist. So if you can find, um, you know, trusted resources or even could be people on LinkedIn that you see posting very interesting content and you're like, oh, these people must know um, what resources are there. Feel free to reach out because I think these people that I would label as connectors, um, you know, and I would consider myself one good connector, especially here um, locally in Southern California. um, Will be saving you a lot of time because we can really guide you to some key resources. Whether it's you know mm-hmm. small business development center, maybe some of the university resources locally. Um, so I think that's also important to identify um, maybe you know thought, thought leaders or um, and don't do not ever think anybody's out of reach because I think that's another myth where I see people saying, oh, you know, this person is wonderful, but I'm sure they never have time for for me or something. Might be true if you're trying to talk to Elon Musk or Bill Gates, right? But, you know, but you never know, right? And so um, sometimes perception is very different from reality. So if there is a person that you feel like rocks their space, or, you know, you're you're really um, admiring what they do, um, go ahead and just reach out to them you never I mean you never know Um, and I think that can really be amazing connections for you to also as you're building that network
0: yeah I was um, I was just thinking back to pre-COVID days and what networking was like and then the pandemic happens and then suddenly everyone is completely comfortable with Zoom and you know at that point the bulk of my network was within my state, within New Mexico. And after COVID, I think I'm verging on actually California being a, a heavier um, part of my network than I, ever, than I ever thought it would be. But it was just by virtue of reaching out, wanting to connect. And I, I have not met a person who told me no. I mean, it's just, it's... it people don't mind taking the time to get to know a person and if we can support each other in some way then great and if not then you've got to meet some pretty cool person so either way it's you know not a not a huge loss.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely and I like what you just said because that's another principle that I try to embrace in my life you know it's abundance right so it feels like we've been so conditioned by you know how we grew up maybe education and people around us, not with bad intentions, but we tend to operate a lot in that scarcity mode where, you know, it's like, well, you know, I cannot have it all, or, you know, there's gonna be a trade-off, or, you know, there's no free lunch or whatever we say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe that to be true. You know, once you start really getting out there um and and sharing your vision or what you're trying to accomplish and your goals with with people. Even when you don't expect much in return, um, I also really believe in that kind of, you know, manifestation of the universe and really a lot of things can happen. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be either or. Um, I think, um, you know, you can you can really see amazing things happen if you start shifting that mindset a little bit too, to receiving and, um, you know, asking more. Being able to receive, and I think that that is also very important for founders.
0: Oh yeah, and the ability to to visualize it, to see the future, and like really paint out all of the details of what it is you're working for, and seeing yourself having it and reaching those goals, is is pretty powerful. Yes. Is abundance mindset difficult to coach? I mean, well, yeah. What are what makes it a challenge with founders.
1: I think um, you know. I think whether it's for founders or actually a lot of you know people in general. Again, I think it really goes against um, a lot of the things we learn um, as children, for example. So I think there is a lot of unconditioning to do. Um, when I work with founders who are um, receptive to this and and understand um, that mindset. I also like to make sure that they are very in tune in terms of self-awareness. Like I said earlier, right? Your strengths, your weaknesses. Um, There are a couple of, you know, personality typing tests and things like that that I like to do if they haven't done them because um, I'm really a believer that you need to leverage your strength and not try to fix your weaknesses for the rest of your life. Um, Mm -hmm. But instead surround yourself maybe with people who can complement those weaknesses. And the more you're self-aware of that, um, the more, you know, I think you can embrace that abundant mindset and really being so humbled by by when failures or what you perceive as failures happen, that you qu- can quickly change into, um, you know, lessons learned or believing that maybe everything happens for a reason on your way. Um, when I see founders get there. Uh, usually they can be very powerful at getting momentum and really building something amazing. And I think, again, a lot of the success stories we may see about great entrepreneurs, there's that theme about being constantly moving forward and in action of some sort. So that's the other thing that I think is important is uh, no matter what, right? Focusing on your next move. uh, That's part of that resilience we mentioned earlier too. Um, but yeah, I think that that's really essential and um, and that also brings, I think, creativity because when you're constantly working on, you know, problems or, you know, instead of getting discouraged, um, you can really find very innovative solutions. And as we know, there are stories of great companies that happen many in, in many accidental, um, you know, ways, right? Where maybe you were trying to solve a problem and you solve for something even bigger. So <laughs> Believing in that as well, I think, is very important.
0: Well, one last thing I want to um, get your your take on is I know you speak on entrepreneurial mindset. So, is abundance one component of that? And what are the other elements of entrepreneurial mindset?
1: Yes, abundance is very important. Um, I think the other one is really another unconditioning need. I think similar to abundance is really, um, almost questioning everything uh, that is, that surrounds you, Um, I mean, in a healthy way, right? So not without falling into any kind of, you know, insanity or or anything Mm -hmm. extreme, but really always asking yourself, does it have to be that way? Um, Whether it's, um, you know, and and things that we take at face value or that we're so used to, um, you know, to, to dealing with maybe again don't have to be that way I think that's how you can really to me be an entrepreneur can can really mean just not doing things as most people may do them and even the way I built my company um which um was really about a lot of people may think well that's maybe a, a you know a strange way to to do this or you know or there's a lot going on. But the way I look at it is, no, I, I, you know, this this is where it works for me. And so why not do it that way? And in the end, it works really well, at least for me. And I think for the people I work with. But I, um, of course, I, I, you know, I heard every day, I mean, you know, from friends or even, you know, my mom maybe, you know, why am I doing it this way? Why, you know, don't I, you know, get a regular job or something, right? Um, <laughs> So it's it's also that uh, that mindset of um, I I can I can be different. I'm giving myself the right to be different because that's what gives me joy, and mm-hmm. that's what I know right. I I feel right that my intuition tells me that's where I need to be and where I need to go. Um, I think that's part of that entrepreneurial mindset is hearing what others have to say and take into account their perspective, but still pursuing your own path and it can be hard when you have um people around you that can really try to drag you back into the traditional path
0: yeah well i am um, i i never had the entrepreneurial mindset when i first started my career and i was all i wanted was financial stability and security and provide for my family and then one day i decided you know what there's more i could be doing and so everyone thought i'd lost my mind and tried to talk me out of it. And, you know, I'm fortunate it worked out well for me, but it's been a hell of a journey that I think there are a lot of people who get, who miss out on this thrilling experience because they're stuck in those traditional roles and that mindset.
1: Yes. And I think we're at a critical time, post pandemic now, you know, a few years, I, I think that the future of work is going to be very different. So especially for maybe individuals who are, you know, under 60 or, you know, 55, still have, you know, years in maybe workforce. Um I think there is a really big opportunity coming up um of doing work differently. And I think more companies are going to, it might take some time to shift to that direction. But I think you know, work as we knew, some of us knew us growing up, you know, 25, 20 years ago, um, starting to look very different. So I think mm-hmm. could open, I, I see it in a very optimistic way that it's going to change the way we work, the way we live. And like you said, technology has allowed for connections, you know, around the world. And um, I think a lot of revolutionary things. Um, so I can't wait to see, you know, all these opportunities come up in the next few years.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm excited to see it, too. Well, Isabel, I would love for you to share about Impact Innovator and um, how how founders can get in touch with you.
1: Sure. So you can visit my website at impactinnovator.co. I'm also very um, reachable on LinkedIn, um, and I post a lot of updates there. Um, at the moment, I do a lot of um, consulting with uh, impact founders, um, people at, at any stage of their businesses, whether they are just having an idea and starting. Um, and I do that through various organizations, also on my own. Um, and I'm about to launch a coaching program. So this t- this is still not quite... Um, out there, but, um, if there's any interest, um, I also will be happy to connect with anyone, uh, listening to this conversation, uh, to talk about how they can maybe build their future life as an entrepreneur and maybe, uh, transition from a more traditional career, um, into building the life that they truly want for themselves. And maybe feeling like you and I, um, every day where, um, you know, we are so passionate about what we do that, you know, there isn't a a minute that I don't, that I don't want to get up in the morning, which Mm -hmm. is really cool. When Mm -hmm. I thought, when I think about 15 years ago and having to drag myself to a corporate job. So Mm -hmm. um, that's going to be some of my focus into uh, 2024. So happy to connect with individuals. And even, as I said earlier too, just to pick my brain, feel free to reach out. Um, I'm very, I'm very reachable. So i always happy to help people. That's part of my personality too. So um, I, I feel good when I can help others.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing that information. And thank you for being on the show. Thank you. And that's a wrap on another episode of She's Ambitious AF. Remember to dream big, hustle harder, and show the world that when it comes to success, we're not just ambitious, we're Ambitious AF.